All right, I'm sitting down with former Georgia State forward Jordan Session. How are you doing today, Jordan? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Doing all right, man. Glad to have you on the program. Thanks for having me. Thanks for absolutely, me. absolutely. Um, all right, let's get started. So uh, I understand you graduated from Eagles Landing. Are you from Georgia originally? Uh, yeah, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, sounds good. Absolutely. So you know, Georgia boy through and through. Um, what was it like coming into high school, and when did you start? Uh, you know, you, you recruited out of high school by Coach Hunter, I'm, I'm sure. Um, what was that process like? You know, kind of going through your senior season, and then when they started reaching out to you, and maybe Georgia State started showing up on your radar. My whole recruiting process started uh, my sophomore year. I kind of had a teammate, you know, Isaiah Dennis, also went to Georgia State. Georgia State was kind of looking at him his senior year, and uh, they came down. They ended up looking at a couple of us, and uh, they started recruiting me in my junior year. It was kind of weird. Georgia State didn't offer me until going into my senior year. It was kind of one of my late offers. I kind of liked what they were doing. Uh, I had a couple of visits set up, but I ended up only taking one. Georgia State was my only visit, and I was just sold at being at home. Awesome. Could you expand a little bit more on kind of what sold you on Georgia State? What did you see from the coaching staff or kind of the culture that kind of sold you on coming to Georgia State? Um, a lot of guys just wasn't doing that at the time. Like a lot of guys wanted to leave home, get away from home. I didn't want to leave home. I saw they had RJ. I saw they had Kevin Ware on the way. Ryan Harrell was there. They had a lot of good players. Curtis Washington, all those good guys, Marcus Kreider. A lot of players were already there, and I felt like, you know, I could win games. That was my biggest thing. Like, I came from Eagles Landing. We won a state championship. I wanted to keep winning, so that kind of sold me there. I saw a lot of a winning culture developing. Absolutely, and um, obviously a lot of that winning culture comes from the top down. Can you talk to me a little bit more about what it was like playing for Coach Hunter? I mean, you're a four-year player for him. Obviously, you get to know him really well over that time. <laughs> um, talk a little bit more about what it was like playing for Coach Hunter. Um. Great guy off the court. You know, Coach Hunter's a really energetic coach, which kind of helps a guy like me. I mean, I play with a lot of energy. So it was kind of like a perfect combination, really. <laughs> I had a coach that had a lot of energy, and I had a lot of energy. It wasn't easy. A lot of times we bumped heads here and there, but we were always on the same page. We wanted to win. That's all it really was about. So I'm not sure if you know this. I'm sure you probably do, but you were actually one of, I, if I think, the only Georgia State basketball player to go to two separate NCAA tournament games. Yeah. Coach Pardue told me my senior year, he was really excited about it. Yeah. I personally think that's a really cool stat. Um, could you kind of maybe compare and contrast that 14-15 uh, that team? You know, you had RJ and Ryan Harrow, and then coming back to the 17-18 team with, you know, under DeMarcus. And, you know, it's, it's a completely different roster both times, pretty much except for you. Could you talk a little bit more about kind of comparing and contrasting your experience during those years? The 14-15 season, I was a freshman, of course. I came in, you know, I wanted to win, and they came in with the, I think it was the unfinished business. I think that was the motto. Right, they right. Had to, ended up losing in the tournament last year, with the conference tournament last year, and, you know, it was all about getting back into the tournament. It was one of those vibes. Like, they kind of knew what it took, what it took to get there, and everyone was kind of on that page. Like, we all knew what we had to do to get there. So it was more business. Like, I was a freshman trying to adjust to you know what college was really about and they really gave me like a business perspective of things like every game meant something like if we lost the game everyone was kind of like <laughs> like what are we doing like you guys know what it takes to get here type thing the two seasons after that were kind of like down periods not really down periods but we had to go through some things like we lost a lot of players we had a lot of players come in and we had to figure out kind of who we were and kind of what it was going to take with our group to get there after my junior season 
uh, me, DeMarcus, DeMitch, all these guys were real close, like really, really close. And we kind of went into that summer saying no team's better than us. We didn't believe any team we played was better than us. And we, we worked real hard that summer to get there. Like, And it was easy playing with guys that already knew you. Like, we're already good friends. So it was kind of easy. The chemistry was there. The drive was there. We were all on one accord, really. So I think the second time, it was more like, you know, we're doing this for our brothers. You know, we want to do this and write our own chapter in history so we can stop living on what RJ and them accomplished, which was great. Your perspective easily has to shift. Like, as you said, the first uh, the first 14-15 tournament team, you were a freshman. And then 17-18, turn around, now you're a team captain. You know, you now you're yeah. not just a guy in the locker room. You're a voice of leadership in that locker room and, you know, providing some, some help for the young guys and stuff. Uh, yeah, it took it took a lot of growing up. I mean, I think my junior and my sophomore season were huge uh, for me personally. And I think a lot of the other guys, too. I think after my junior season, a lot of guys started really listening to what I had to say or my opinion on things because it started to get more serious. I mean, I didn't know if I was going to play professional basketball until my senior season. So I guess each year we started taking it a little bit more serious. We wanted to win a little bit more. But um, my perspective definitely changed. Like, it went from just being fun. I was just happy to be there my freshman year to I want to get back. Like, this is what I want. I want to win and I want to get there. And I think a lot of other guys were on the same page with that. I'm glad that you mentioned um, your decision your senior year to start pursuing a professional career because um, I wanted to ask you kind of what went into that decision. When did you start thinking that maybe, you know, I want to take this to the next level and start looking at some other options um, you know, doing, I know a lot of, uh, players coming out of college that maybe aren't on like NBA draft radars, but there are definitely other options for guys to play overseas. Can you talk a little bit more about kind of what went into your decision to pursue a, a professional career playing in Europe? First, it was just, I wanted to have fun, of course. And then like, I had some really good teammates. I'm not gonna lie. I had, I had DeMarcus, Devin, Jeff, Malik, all guys that, you know, told me like, you should keep playing. Like, Bro, you can pursue that. If you want to keep playing professionally, you can do that. So I just – first, I wanted to win. So after we won, kind of set it in stone, really. Like, I had to keep doing it. Like, I just love doing it so much. And, yeah, the NBA is not, like, an option yet. But there's plenty of options everywhere to play basketball. And I didn't want to stop because, oh, I'm out of college. I didn't have to stop. You can pursue anything as long as you just keep working towards it. So what is the process like? Because, I mean, there's a pretty easy laid out, you know, there's an NBA draft combine if you want to play in the States. But I feel like a lot of people don't really know kind of the ins and outs of what it takes to get at least even on the radar of like an overseas team. Can you talk a little bit more about that process? After my season ended, I started getting DMs from different agents and stuff. Like people were hitting me up. A lot of my friends that also graduated that year, they were getting hit up by agents and all agents seemed to know each other. So I guess people just started reaching out to me with options like, hey, we want you to come with us, sign with us. We want to help you get a deal here, do this, do that. And um, after that, I just had to sit down and pick what who I thought was best for me, best to represent me. After that part, it's pretty, it's pretty stressful. But after that part, um, it was pretty easy. It's just having someone work for you. He found me a couple deals quick, kind of. So I signed early June, which is kind of quick for most overseas guys. So I kind of was settled quick. 
But the process itself is pretty hectic because it's it's all about trust. You got to find someone that you trust to handle your business for you. And I think that was the best part of my process. I found someone that I trust. Could you maybe expand on maybe what some of the lessons that you've learned, you know, leaving Georgia State, leaving the United States, going overseas? What's kind of like been the biggest lesson that you've learned so far um, during your time playing in Europe? Just how, how blessed we are in the States. I feel like overseas, you live such a more humble life. Like, everything's so simple. And in the States, we have so much. We have 15, 20, 30 restaurants you can pick from. Overseas, it's not that many. You come overseas, they look at you as American, and they say, wow, like, what's it like in America? They want to be where we're at, you know? And it's just amazing to get out here and realize what a big impact you can have not being from here and being here, like just being around kids that watch the NBA, watch American shows, they look at you as such a great person. And it's just, it's just real humbling being out here and just experiencing what it's like to be away from home a little bit. It helps you grow a lot as a person. So I know you're, you're living in the Netherlands right now. Has the language barrier significantly really affected your life so far? A majority of the people that live there speak at least a little bit of English, but you know, can you maybe talk a little bit about how that language barrier has maybe affected your experience so far? So far overseas, I haven't had any problem with language barrier. At first, I was in England for about four or five months. After December, in December, I ended up coming to Denmark. Here, it's kind of the same. They speak English, but of course, they have their own language, of course. But I haven't had any problem with anyone not speaking English or not being around someone that spoke English. So it was kind of easy for me. There hasn't been any real problem with language barrier. But I know that's a real thing with overseas. Like a lot of places aren't like that. Right. Like I know Ryan Harrow's playing in Greece and I can only imagine, you know, going somewhere where English isn't the primary language or a secondary language and you're kind of just out there on your own kind of trying to figure it out. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. communication is so hard in basketball as it is without when you all speak the same language, let alone having to, you know, translate mid-game, stuff like that. Well, I bet it's, it's crazy. I can't imagine what it's like yet, but I know it's, it's coming eventually. But it's just one of those things that helps you grow. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, overseas, being overseas, being away from home, it really helps you grow a lot. And language barrier is one of those things that, you know, it can be tough, but luckily I've been blessed with a situation where it's not as big of an issue. You mentioned before, you know, how close you were with a lot of your teammates, you know, Malik and Marcus Kreider. How, how much do you keep up with them now that you guys have all kind of graduated, move on, doing your own thing? I still talk to Kevin Ware, Ryan Harrell. I talk to a lot of those guys, RJ sometimes. I talk to a lot of the guys that are still at State actually a lot more than guys that have graduated. Me and DeMarcus still do the same thing we did in college. We still play the game. <laughs> uh, me and D-Mitch talk like every two or three days. Same with Jeff. Me and Malik are on the game sometimes. We talk. It's just it's just great being able to talk to guys that are going through what I'm going through, playing professional, and also being able to talk to guys in college that are like staying motivated, staying on that grind, trying to get to the next step of their process. So it's kind of a blessing being in between basically like two generations, kind of. Have you watched much of Georgia State's season this year? I haven't been able to stream any of the games, but I keep up with every game just about. And I always talk to the guys after the game. So I've been uh, kind of up to date with things and how things are going. All right. So now kind of back to your experience here as a collegiate athlete. You have a pretty set schedule. I mean, between, you know, practice, weights, going to class, all that stuff is pretty regimented for you. What does your practice and kind of season schedule look like during the week now as a professional player playing in Denmark? You know, is it uh, drastically different than your experience playing in collegiate athletics? Or do you find that it, it all kind of winds up being the same, you know, no matter where you are? It's 
far less stressful. I will say that. Like, being a professional athlete is a lot more relaxed than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you still have weights some days, and you, you, we practice just about every day besides off days. You might get an off day once a week, twice a week. But as far as the day, I don't have a worry at all in the day. I chill most of the day until practice. Or I go out somewhere, you know, in Denmark, grab some food, get out on the town. Where I'm at now, I'm in kind of a local town, not far from Copenhagen. Out here, we're kind of like rock stars. Like, it's cool going out, grabbing some food or going to the grocery store. People smile, wave at you, being in the paper. It's it's cool, but it's it's far less structured than college where I knew I had tutoring this time, weights this time, practice this time, and, you know, I had to work around that. So it's far more time than, you know, do the day-to-day things until it's time to go to work. So I just pulled up your schedule. Am I correct in understanding, like, three games left in the regular season? Yeah, just three games left, and gotcha. then we start the playoffs. Okay, so what is the playoff format like? You know, are you guys changing kind of your approach, leaving the regular season and gearing up for the playoffs? Our schedule is kind of weird. Like, I have one game this week. I think I have two games in March, I want to say, which is crazy, only two games. But we're definitely getting to that final leg of the season. It's kind of exciting. Like, I always get excited around this time of the year. We're definitely switching to a more playoff approach. Uh, we play the playoffs like a six, seven-game series, kind of like the NBA. It's going to be a grind, but I think we got a team that can really make a push in the playoffs, so we're definitely switching gears. You kind of touched on it before, but what do you kind of do in your off time when, you know, you're not at practice, you're not at weights, you know, exploring a new city, a new country, a new part of the world? What has that experience been like for you? Um, it's great. I actually like it here a lot more than I liked it in England. Just being around, taking a train to Copenhagen, eating local foods, going to restaurants. The people are great here. Like, Denmark's one of the nicest places I've ever been ever like you know we're in atlanta atlanta's a little different but denmark is is really nice it's really beautiful to get outside when it's not cold so it's been really great i think so far so you're the starting center for team fog nesbit is that correct i'm gonna start forward now okay i'm gonna change positions but <laughs> gotcha is there a big stylistic change in the way that the league that you're playing in generally plays i know this is a lot more physical i think in college we got a lot more calls i hear the refs kind of they're not the best, so they just let us play, you know. So the game's definitely more physical. It's kind of still up and down like the state, so that hasn't changed. I don't know. It's just great being – I'm in a pretty good system, I feel like. We kind of play kind of like Georgia State minus the zone. Like, we play tough defense. We run, defend, shoot threes. It's kind of the same thing here. I have one more softball question for you. We've talked a lot about this kind of off the air, but I know that you're a, an avid Smash Brothers player. Who, who are you playing right now? Man, it's it's tough. I've got so many people on Smash now, but I'm I'm still true to Kirby. I can't allow no one to be Kirby, Kirby. That's a deep track. Of course, he's, of course. That's the OG. He's unstoppable. <laughs> he's unstoppable. Speaking as a Yoshi main, you know, that definitely comes as a, a bit of a you know, <laughs> a different style of gameplay for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me. It was a pleasure speaking with you and kind of uh, getting caught back up with what you got going on. Thanks. Thanks for having me so much, man. It means a lot. I think this was great. I really appreciate this once again. Absolutely. And we'd love to have you back on and get you kind of caught up and uh, see what you got going on a little bit down the line. Sounds good. Uh, I'll come whenever you want me to come. I appreciate it. Sounds great. All right. I want to thank former Georgia State forward Jordan Session for sitting down with me again. That was great, man. Thank you so much. No problem. Anytime, bro.